Welcome. Welcome to Modern Mind. To Modern Mind. Ancient book. Ancient book. Where we together explore one of the most important books in human history. Welcome to another episode of Modern Mind, Ancient Book. Today, we are going to be continuing our survey, this time on the book of Exodus. Doug, you ready for this? I am, and I'm excited. Yes, sir. So, the book of Exodus is a very important book to the foundation of the nation of what we call today Israel. Doug, you care to elaborate on that? Well, it is a story of the nation of Israel, the story of how one man, Abraham and his descendants, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, became a nation. That nation is the nation of Israel. Yeah, and, and this book picks up on Moses. Moses is the leader who arises in the book of Exodus. It's a very important distinction because Moses is a very important person in the nation of Israel. So the title of this book, Doug, what is it? Well, it depends on uh, what language that you're speaking. In the Greek, it's Exodus. In Hebrew, it's referred to as Shemot. That's right. And the title actually has two pretty different meanings. So Shemot, these are the names. In the English title, we say it's the going out, which is from the Septuagint or Greek translation of the Old Testament. Both derive their title from the first few words of the book. Who wrote this book, Doug? Well, the traditional view is that Moses wrote the book. Um, Now, I do want you to be aware of the fact that uh, other modern scholarship, secular uh, sources would say that Moses didn't. There's something called the documentary hypothesis, where there are different sources called JEDP. And we're going to ignore that uh, and go with the more traditional view that Moses was the author. Yeah, just for the purposes of the survey, we can most certainly delve into that. I'm certainly familiar with that. I've been through the strength and weaknesses of it. In fact, I think I actually have a couple reports on that. Um, but the point isn't to bring into contest the authorship, but we can because history has shown us that the people who have cared for these documents over the millennia have taken good care of it. Archaeological finds find that the book is indeed copied very well. There are many copies. um, And the historical authorship of this book is Moses in both the Christian and the Jewish traditions, the Jewish being the most ancient. And so we're willing to roll with that. The Exodus records historical events. It's a narrative from the birth of Moses around 1526 BCE to the encampment of Israel in the Sinai wilderness somewhere around 1445 BC, just like the book of Genesis was delivered to the Exodus generation 
Exodus is also delivered to the Exodus generation. The compilation, the actual written portion of this, was compiled somewhere between 1445 and 1405 BCE. Would you like to add anything further to that, Doug? No. It's just important to have a general framework in terms of what happened. Um, you know, a lot of the scholarship bases uh, the time frame off of uh, e Egyptian uh, calendars and Egyptian events, but uh, it's more important to understand the story, and that's what we hope to do just a little bit today. Exodus is not like Genesis. It has a different reality. It has a different purpose to it. The purpose of Exodus is to encourage what is soon to be the nation who goes into the land of Canaan, which is modern-day Israel, to take it, to become a separate nation. They are going to enter an agreement. Now, we've seen a few agreements take place. You have an, an agreement with Abraham, which then brought us to Moses, and now you have Moses entering an agreement as well, or a covenant. So, Moses is creating a nation, and Exodus is about that nation becoming the nation that today is Israel. That's right, Roger. Um, and where did this happen? Just give us a quick uh, geographic breakdown of where Exodus took place. Obviously, Egypt. So the Pharaoh, whom we can assume is the Third and Fourth, was the Pharaoh that this potentially happened under. So Egypt had reached its peak and began to decline. The Bible records the Hebrews as being a, a labor source for the Egyptians. Now, Moses was raised in the royal court. He was of a different class than the average person. He was a royal. However, he murdered an Egyptian and fled. Now, he fled to the land of Midian, where we meet Jethro. If you want to do some further reading in that, that would be Exodus 2. And Jethro is an important part of the formation of Israel. He was a priest of Midian. Doug, you care to expound on that a little bit? Well, there's a lot of speculation about uh, Jethro because on one hand, you would expect that as a priest of Midian, he would not necessarily believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. On the other hand, if you look at his interaction with Moses and giving advice, there may have been some type of understanding uh, because he saw what God was doing uh, with Moses. So it's not clear that he ever says, I am now a believer in your God, Moses, but there may be some implied understanding that he did become a believer in the God of Moses. 
yeah, Jethro's an interesting character because he's a high priest in Midian. Now, the interesting thing about it is, is that while there's no indication that he is a believer, there's no indication that he had a false religion according to Moses or the Hebrews at that point either. So, he's one of those characters in the book that you come across and kind of scratch your head and you say, okay, I mean, it appears that maybe he... Uh, worship he, well for sure he worshiped correctly according to Moses because later on in chapter 18 Jethro's pretty supportive of everything that's going on and in fact plays a part in the creation of the nation so Jethro's an interesting character he's a priest that comes up he's not part of the system that Moses in this book is going to command the people to create so this particular book sees the creation of the Passover, which is an ancient tradition stemming from 1445 BC to today. Jewish people still celebrate Passover. Very, very important holiday. The Passover is very important because it concerns the killing of all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Now, the Lord told Moses that in order to be spared from the firstborn being killed, that certain provisions were being made whereby his people, the people of Moses, would be passed over. And so, therefore, their children, their firstborn, would be spared. This is turning what the Egyptians did to the Hebrews on its head. The young men of Israel were to be killed. They were not to continue on. That's why Moses became Moses. He was supposed to be killed, but instead he was put in the water, and then he was raised in the royal court. And now the God in the story has turned that point on its head to the point that Passover became what Passover is today. The Egyptians lost their firstborn because they took the firstborn of the Hebrews. That's that's interesting. And that's why we have this tradition. It's uh, there's, there's a lot more in this book to discover in regards to the plagues and etc. But we really got to move on. Let's uh, let's go to the next the next point. Where are we at in the story? Just to clarify what you're saying, Roger, is that Originally, Pharaoh was going to kill all of the Israelites. After that, God said that he is going to kill all of the Egyptians, unless there was a Passover. Yes, the firstborn would die unless there was blood put on the doorways. That's what it says. Now we get to the point where the nation is forming. The actual point of Exodus that really matters. So we already knew from Genesis that Israel or the Hebrews were being called out. But now we get to the legislative portion of what is the new nation. You could consider the book of Exodus as something like a declaration of independence for the ancient Israelites. This is the book where you see 
the agreement between Moses and God on behalf of and for the people. You see the design of the tabernacle or the tent of meeting along with all of its individual furnishings, we'll say. You see the institution and instruction of the priesthood which comes from Moses' brother's genetic line, Aaron. You see the construction of the tabernacle and the creation of the Ark of the Covenant. And then you see God dwelling in this specific place with Israel orientated in a specific way this tribe here that tribe here this tribe here and where they camped around the tabernacle or the tent of meeting this is the beginning of the nation of Israel with all of its religious expression the book of Exodus is the creation of of a nation. Very important point. Isn't this where the Ten Commandments came from, Roger? Good point, Doug. So the Ten Commandments, let me just run through them briefly. Because they're so prominent in today's society uh, in terms of uh, even the law that we have today. Um, you shall have no other gods before you. You shall not make any graven images. You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. You shall remember the Sabbath. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. And you shall not covet. The all-important moral law that is still the basis today of many of our own laws. We did it. The book of Exodus has been surveyed. Doug, how do you feel? Well, I feel like we didn't cover everything. Yeah, there's just not enough time for that sort of thing, but we will. Doug, thanks for joining me again today. To the hearer, thank you for joining us. Please share this podcast. We'd like to get it out to as many people as possible who have an interest in learning more about the Bible. Stay tuned for more. Doug, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us. Come back soon. Thank you for joining us for Modern Mind, Ancient Book. We hope that the time spent with us was valuable for you. It certainly was for us. Like Isabella said, please come back soon.